0: What's our say are we going for the big one next? I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's just get the second announcement okay. is that we've already Fine. mentioned yeah. uh, applications are open for the 2023 self-study programs. Totally. There are 3 this year. 3 cohorts. 3
1: cohorts this year. Um the first one is for 20-somethings. If you're in your 20s, this one is for you. That's what 20-somethings means. And honestly,
0: means. I'm just so excited. It's going to be too. just a ball and like you and know. also, if you're in your 20s, this
1: episode right now is, like, yours. It's for you. Yeah, totally. Truly. Uh-huh. I mean, it's keep for listening. everybody, but, like, yeah, keep listening.
0: Um, but, yeah, because you know, Kate and I are <clears throat> basically 20-somethings. And... We spent 10 years being 20-somethings. And, and really, like, doing the most mm-hmm. in our 20s and doing a lot of this work in our 20s mm-hmm. and feeling really alone in our 20s. Truly. And... We just believe that doing this work and feeling alone don't have don't have to go together so intensely. Totally. You know, it's like there should be community for that. And especially as someone in your twenties, if that speaks to you, um there it can be really hard to find community, right? It can mm-hmm. be really hard to find like minded community. Totally. People who are on the same page and want the same things, which is like a full on purpose and enjoy life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the other night, like, especially in reflecting on how grateful I am for um, Ruby and her family and her mother, um, is that you remember a couple years ago, uh, at the end of Heartfelt, we were at your mom's house in Georgia, and she was just like, Kate, you know, like, what's up? And I was like, I just feel so lost. And this might have been 2019. Mm-hmm. Because I like could sense that like big shifts Something was needed coming. to happen. Mm-hmm. And I felt I didn't know what they needed to be. I didn't know what was coming. You know, like, how can you? And I just remember telling her, like, I feel so lost. And I don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: But I do think that, like, the decade of being in your 20s mm-hmm. is a roller coaster yes. of feeling lost and found over, over, and over and over and over again. And having a little bit of, like... Whiplash. Yeah, from all of that.
1: Truly, the <laughs> My neck. My back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... So, yeah, the
0: cohort for 20-somethings, that's open
1: now. Um,
0: the cohort for helping professionals. So mm-hmm. this is, like, therapists, coaches, anyone in the medical field in any capacity. Truly. Like, any professional who does helping as their job mm-hmm. and their work. And and this is the one especially that I feel like is just so self-explanatory, <laughs> right? Because we know that these helping professionals, not only have they been, been – called to do more mm-hmm. than ever in the mm-hmm. last few years. it is always a job that requires the whole being,
1: truly. And then, yes, and the systems for these professionals are and we consider ourselves in this field of like helping professionals, you know, like seeing one-on-one clients and really having to listen to somebody like unload their major life challenges and your list that's what you're hearing people do back to back to back to back all day if you're working in a hospital or something people aren't just coming in there to tell you how great they're doing and that's not why they're there (laughs) and your
0: work and the helping professionals work is to hold Mm -hmm. really empathetic Mm -hmm. space and what a beautiful gift like we both have therapists love them I will say
1: over the summer, I had never met my therapist in real life because we'd done everything virtually. I scheduled a session with her, you know, (laughs) and it cost me $150 to see her for an hour. And I scheduled a session with her in real life just to tell her, you have changed my life. Thank you for the work that you do. And I'm really... I'm, I am love that. Anyway, I think she loved it too. <laughs> Anyways, um. It, but what I was saying about, like, so, like, that's what's necessary. It's necessary for people like us to, like, have to be in our bodies, to, like, listen to the hardest parts of people's lives all the time, to be with them in that. And then also the systems
0: are not set up for people to be well who work in these fields or to recover or integrate yeah. on their own right and so it can also feel very lonely in this Truly. profession to feel like oh my gosh then i've spent all day holding all of this intentional space and really hearing about like traumatic experiences of people or like just really tough mm-hmm. stuff that they have going on and then i've got to go home to my family but like i know because of my profession that it's not um Ethical and also not, like, beneficial to then go dumping that on my family. Truly. And so, like, but they need me to show up for them. So mm-hmm. what is the in-between and yeah. how do I take care of myself? And often, too, these professionals are so busy mm-hmm. that there's, like, all there is time for is the essentials, right? The totally. responsibilities. And so, like, through the self-study program, there is a container for you to come... Honestly, just like receive and express, and like get filled back up, and like mm-hmm. the intentional space for you to set aside for yourself. I'm just like really passionate Goodness, about. Totally. Well,
1: and not to mention that, like, yeah, all that. But then most therapists, especially maybe, maybe most therapist coaches, you know, people like that, helping professionals that I know. Maybe, like, 35 and below also take on that role in their actual
0: life Oh, lives. yeah, with their friends and stuff. Yeah. Or strangers. Truly.
1: Because, <laughs> like, you know, most therapists you know, you kind of, like, they have kind of, like, a vibe. And it's, like, people out in the world sense that vibe. And this happens to us all the freaking time. It's wild. Um, but, like, the um, which is why boundaries is a really important part. Because, like, you have to be able to say to, like, the people in your life, like, Hey, I love you so much. I I um can't hold space for this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to be quiet. I need to go inward for myself. I love you. Can I help you find a therapist that can mm-hmm. help you work through this? Mm-hmm. So like so that that role that is like your job isn't also your burden mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in one of these professions. Self study program is for you. If this category doesn't apply to you, two things to take away: one, share the self study program with your totally. therapists, coaches, and helping professionals, and two, like like you mentioned, you did with your therapist in the summer, like make sure you're taking time to yeah. express earnest appreciation for the work that they do.
1: Yeah, because like it's we're not besties. I don't know anything about my therapist life because she's got boundaries, you know, and like when we sit down, she's like, okay, go. And I'm like, okay, here's where I'm at, you know, but like, I think, I think it was good for our relationship, our therapist client relationship for me to really be like, you know, Hey, I just wildly appreciate you. You mm-hmm. know, she kind of teared up a little. Oh, that yeah. Tinder. Yeah. Last one. Last
0: cohort. Take it away. This is this is your passion.
1: Mine. I mean, I
0: love it too. But you're just a little closer to it right now. Okay. So parents,
1: parents and
0: caregivers. Because Kate has been truly taking care of her niece full time for a year and a half. Yes,
1: and also something that that I, we've talked about on a podcast recently, and something that I've like come uh, that I have gotten present to is that children have like when I started the gym, I started the gym because the little Kate needed Mm -hmm. this space. And so children are, um, wildly important to me. Mm -hmm. I have always felt really connected to children and even to like, um, yeah, like what does it mean to be a parent? What does it mean to be a caregiver? Like, and I think, uh, part of, part of like, we also had a request for this one. We had yes. a request for the parent cohort from uh, one of the 2020 participants who was like, "I really needed this, and I really needed more parents in here, um, because it is a specific um,
0: Ex- life experience yeah, life that, experience. like, if if you don't have children or mm-hmm. you're not a caretaker of children, then like, it is impossible to understand." Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, though, like, you know, because the script for society is kind of like, grow up, do this, get married, have kids, retire, die, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, not everybody is equipped to be a parent. Um, most of the
0: people who are parents are not equipped to be parents. And, like,
1: choosing to become a parent, and I'm not saying that every single person ha- is given a choice in Mm -hmm. whether to become a parent, which is why I think it's so important for people to be able to choose whether or not they are ready to be a parent because parenting is we are raising the next generation of human beings. And so it's like, it's an intentional role that you take on Mm -hmm. just like, it's just like, if I'm not prepared to be the president of the United States, if I have zero experience doing this, it's inappropriate for me to apply. I don't know what the process is. I mean, process. no one has an
0: experience, though, I before mean, they get I there. Get,
1: <laughs> that's the same thing with parents, right? If you're a first-time parent, yeah. it's like you've never been a parent before. But now you're in charge. But now you're in charge, and there are – and the way that you are, uh, what the way that you communicate, what your – What your understanding of your role as a parent and how you're
0: continuing to take care or not of of yourself yourself impacts your child and everyone else in your life. Yes. And I think it's so cute. You know, I did say this is like I wanted Kate to take it away, but I think it's so really precious that Kate and I both have this like. Uh, we didn't know each other when we were like in hi- in high school mm-hmm. or like early college. But like I know for myself and I'm just imagining both of us wherever we were. Like we have this like uh, pull towards parenting as a concept mm-hmm. and like how important it is. And my mom took parenting very seriously. And so I'm sure that part of that is like, what passed down to me Mm -hmm. and I just really appreciate her efforts in her parenting and I recognize how important it was but like yeah my degrees in education Mm -hmm. I thought when I was a sophomore in college I was so convinced that I would never marry when I graduated I would just move somewhere and work at and then eventually run my own orphanage (laughs) and I was so convinced of this that I went to another country and worked at an orphanage Uh for the summer and and I still just really like feel that way like I want kids one day but the concept of parenting Mm -hmm. feels even like a bigger calling to me Mm -hmm. it's tied to me having my own children and parenting them but then like the education of what is good parenting is uh feels like a really big deal to both of us and not you know like not all young people are just sitting around thinking, like, parenting is important. Truly, they're not. <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> and it's also like, yeah, it
1: okay. And what the self study practice also does is it is inherently a process of reparenting yourself <laughs> in ways that, like, maybe as you're growing, you're recognizing, like, wow, I didn't get this need met by my parents. And so now that I'm a um, now that I'm an adult, the really cool thing is is that I can do this for myself now, and I can create community around this mm-hmm. where I get this as an adult. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we're always growing, and and part of that is that we're always nurturing. Mm-hmm. You
0: know what's so cool is what <laughs> is that I it is typically the default for parents to. Like when we're not thinking about what we're doing, right? We run on the automatic autopilot and it's typical for that to be some form of expression directly uh, as a direct product of how we were parented. And so whether that is like mimicking and mirroring that behavior as a parent yourself or doing the exact opposite as a parent yourself, but with no like forethought or, like, intentionality around it, right? Mm -hmm. It just, like, happens automatically. And so, like, with the self-study practice and specifically the self-study program for parents, you are learning to reparent yourself alongside parenting your child and choosing a new future, really, for both of you. Truly. And, like, you know, something that I
1: love about um, children is the way that they are mirrors for us, Um, so the other day, my sister, um, she had had like a really busy day at work and, and I was, I was living there and I was home when she got home and she was having a really busy day at work. And then another one of our friends had been like rushed to the hospital because she was having, um, like contractions or something. And then, so anyways, there was like some hustle and bustle. So she goes to pick her daughter up from daycare. Um, then she's on the phone when we get in the, when they get in the car, you know, like the baby's trying to talk, but she's like having to do all these other things. Then she gets home and then something else happened, you know, so that just like there was never, um, there wasn't a moment where the two of them really got to connect. And so all night long, the baby was just like clinging to her and fussy and frustrated. And there was really kind of nothing, like I couldn't, couldn't really help because the two of them just needed to connect. The baby just needed to connect with mom. And, um, it just like, it was really hard for that to happen. And so like, you know, the baby goes to bed and I was like, I could tell my sister was really frustrated. And I was just like, how you doing? And and she was just like, I hate that I, I hate that I wasn't able to connect with her in the way that she really needed me to today. And because I was all flustered, she was all flustered. And we were able to have that conversation. And I think I was able to say to her, you know, like, you know sarah this doesn't make you a bad mom you know you're still an excellent mom and in fact like what makes you especially excellent is that you have you have the awareness that you even recognize that in this moment yeah, yeah uh-huh. of course and um you know so like things happen life happens and the way that we respond to what we're being shown um by our children and by the children in our lives is a really huge deal
0: mm-hmm
1: you know, and I I wonder if my if this also comes for me from um, I always wanted a dog growing up, and my parents were always like you're not responsible enough to have a dog, and so then I started a business called Pet Care by Kate. I made a budget, the whole nine yards. I made got up, made all this money one summer, and I was like, I'm getting a dog, and they they really instilled in me like your behavior your your dog is a reflection of your own behavior, and I wonder you know like that even speaks to how my parents felt how important parenting is because it's everything the, the the energy that you bring to this room impacts the room and you have a responsibility
0: here mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and you know also parenting and children in general have a way of b- because we all have some reparenting that still mm-hmm. needs to be done they really have a way of um mirroring mm-hmm. the child in ourselves oh, true, you know and yes. I even noticed like I don't have any children in my life like on a regular basis right now, but I even notice like we'll talk some about feelings later. Mm-hmm. When I have like big feelings, I watch myself mm-hmm. like turn into my child self. Totally.
1: There's <laughs> this picture from me at, of me at Ruby's wedding, and I'm fussing. at somebody. <laughs> And I feel embarrassed by that photo. What are you talking with, about? Because I wanted, I wanted to jump in the pool, and I needed oh, Bradley yeah. to unbutton my dress, and he like didn't wasn't helping me or something. Yeah. And there's this picture of me going like, I
0: told you, I needed you to do it.
1: <laughs> anyway. Um. Um, that's, I was just going to say one other thing, mirroring the, like our own inner children. Oh, and also again, like something that's just really important about our self-study practice is recognizing too, like, um, you know, like I've been able to live with my sister and my niece and like, and, and the community aspect of having children. And it's Mm. like, also like parents are then all of a sudden having to meet parents and caregivers, like whatever, like, you feel like your title mm-hmm. is in that situation. I would argue that, like, we all do parenting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether you do it on purpose or not. Um, if you're interacting with a child, you're doing parenting. Um, and um, like, the our systems are not set up well for parents to feel supported, both as human beings mm-hmm. and as... Human beings, adult human beings who have taken on the role of parenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's often so little scaffolding. Mm
0: -hmm. So a lot
1: of the idea of reparenting is going, okay, what systems do I need in my life? And how can Mm -hmm. I actually make this possible for myself?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what the self-study program for parents cohort is like. Mm -hmm. And again, honestly, with any of these cohorts, it may not be your cohort, and if there is a cohort that you are hoping we do, please reach out and let us know. And send this to these people who f- in your life who fall into these categories. Truly. Yes. What a gift just to bring their attention to it. Yes.